0: All right, let's get started to the Rockstar Book Club, March edition. Today we will be speaking about Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, which I read back in, I guess, October, September, October-ish, um, and then I proceeded to follow The Miracle Morning*. For 68 days, I committed to doing 30. And when I was about in the 25th day, I didn't feel like I had gotten anything out of it. So then I committed to doing it to year end, which would have taken me probably 75 or 80 days. And on the 68th day, I continued to not feel or not get the impact that the millions of other people that read the book had gotten. So I stopped and um, it was a good thing I did because I ended up getting sick and I was in bed for a couple weeks and I couldn't have done it anyway. So um, so 68 days of doing it. So I have a lot of experience with the book and um, what he calls the saver's system, which we'll talk about, I recently just finished the follow-up to his book called The Miracle Equation. I liked uh, some things that he said in that book. Uh, he goes into a little more detail on the affirmations in that book, which I may consider looking into and, and implementing. Um You know, he's more of a higher level in the Miracle Morning, so the Miracle Equation. He takes a deeper dive. So um, I. uh, So let me. So let me tell you, if you haven't read the book, he his system is an acronym of. It's called Savers. S A V E R S. The S stands for silence. So you know, meaning meditation. The A is affirmation. The V is visualization, the E is exercise, the R is reading, and the S is scribe, meaning journaling. And what he does, what he recommends is that you get up an hour earlier than you normally would. So if you get up, like normally I would get up at 6.15, get up at 5.15 and do 10 minutes of each of these things in the morning. So 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of affirmations, you know, which is saying out loud um, you know, I have signed 10 leases in 90 days or whatever your affirmation is. Uh visualization, then visual, you know, being being quiet and just visualizing, exercising, reading something productive and scribing, journaling. So, and he says, if you can't do it, do each one 10 minutes. So let's say you have to catch a flight and you have to leave extra early that day. He says, you know, if you can just do one minute of each thing for a total of six minutes. So anywhere from one minute in each of those categories to 10 minutes in each of those categories, which would be an hour. And so, like I said, I started in October 30, Twenty-five days in, felt I wasn't getting this, you know, aha thing that everyone, you know, online has been talking about. So I then said, okay, I'm going to keep going and go to the to year end. And then at 68 days, stopped. And, um, you know, I was confused by why didn't I feel like I got so much out of it because if you are a book, you know, we all are book lovers and we hear people talk about different books and people recommend different books and, you know, so many people said, you know, gosh, this is miracle morning, it changed my life, yada, yada, yada. So um, I don't know. I think that I'm a pretty optimistic person. So my, the affirmations and the visualizations, I think I kind of do that all day long in my life. So I, I don't think that that specifically added to my life because I kind of feel that I that's part of my life anyway. Reading, for sure, I read way more than 10 minutes a day. Um, exercising, I do think that that was a positive additive to my life because even though I work out with a trainer like three or four times a week, those other three days, I kind of, you know, would take off. And just by getting up and doing 10 minutes of stretching or there's an app called the seven-minute workout, so I was doing that even even when I was traveling. So I thought that that was a good thing, you know, getting up and moving your body every day, not just the the three or four times a week that I had the trainer. I like that. The journaling, I didn't really feel like I got anything out of it. And then the meditation, again, there's something where everyone says, you know, gosh, meditation changed my life. And, you know, when you hear that, you know, how he came to these six things, he talks in the book about how he had interviewed, you know, many, 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 many people, many successful people, and asked all of them, what made you successful? and these six things were the culmination, you know, the, the the repeat from different people, whether it was Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or Oprah or Tony Robbins, you know, all of these people that he interviewed, it all came down to these six things that they believed attributed to, you know, their success. And he believed, and he feels, okay, well, if all of these super successful people attribute You know, one or three or five of these things, if we all every day get up an hour earlier and do all of them for 10 minutes, you know, we would all have better success. Uh, So I'm curious, I'm going to stop for a second, and I see a bunch of you are on the call. I don't know if, so my first question is, is anyone on the call, did you read the book? So that's my first question. And and if you did, did you start putting any of this in practice, you know, more than after, before you had read the book?
1: Hi, this is Lindsay. I did read the, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, so I did read the book. I read the one for agents probably at the end of last year, and I did start getting up and doing all of the steps. Uh, quite honestly, I did not enjoy the meditation at all. I've, honestly, it just kind of made me dizzy. I probably wasn't doing it right, but I didn't enjoy that. But the biggest thing that I got from it, and I, and I will admit I haven't stuck with everything since then of all those steps but the one thing that I have absolutely stuck with is journaling every day before Mm -hmm. I did that um the, the the all the steps I was journaling maybe once every month and this has really got me into that and it means so much to me that even a couple weeks later I can go back and I can read the thoughts that were on my mind so of all the all the steps in it I may not do them in sequential order, and I may not do them on a regular basis, but it's definitely brought journaling into my life, and it's really been great.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, you know, I I journaled those 68 days, but I I don't know I don't know where I got this from, but I am. It's kind of like people go, "Do you look at the videos you do?" I never look back. So even though I journaled it. I ne- like unlike you where you say you went back and looked I, I just am always so forward thinking or not not that you're not forward thinking but I'm always just looking for the next thing or I'm always just looking to make the next step that I, I I don't go back and look at my videos I don't now I do go back obviously and look at my goals and see where am I at with relation to what I've accomplished and where I need to go but it's kind of I'm always thinking of the next step versus um evaluating. Now, I do think that you know, my son right now is doing some journaling for some things that he's going through and it's really helping him because he's seen sometimes, you know, where we have these limiting beliefs, right, these limiting thoughts, if you go back and read, you know, gosh, a month ago I was saying that I couldn't leave three spaces. And now look, I've you know, trusted the process. I'm doing this the prospecting, the canvassing and now I've at least two of the three and you can kind of see where the negative and, and limiting beliefs may hold you back, right?
1: Definitely, definitely. I've even gone back now that I've, I've started journaling again, and I've looked at journals that I did, you know, in my 20s, and I just can't believe the, the changes that I've made in the way that I think and how different it is. So for me, that's been really awesome. I'm so happy.
0: You know, I, I'm so happy that, 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 that you're doing that and that worked in – and so you've kept that up. So that's great. Anything else mm-hmm. um, with, you know, so the meditation, you know, I think that's the misnomer. Like people go, well, I don't know how to do it or I'm doing it wrong. I think that, you know, just sitting in silence to gather your thoughts, you're doing it right. Right. So maybe for you, like, did you do the, any meditation app where it was guided?
1: Yeah, I did do that and then I found out it was easier for me to, I think in, I don't know, in the one that I read in the Meditation for Agents, it would say something to the effect of breathe in the word motivation and breathe out the word success or you know, whatever words you want to do. And for me, even though I've done yoga in the past and I know you're supposed to be in the moment, it was still just very difficult for me to push those thoughts, other thoughts out of my head. Oh, for sure.
0: Oh, you can imagine it was. It's it's very difficult for me to push thoughts out of my head, and and I but I found that guided meditation was much easier. You know, where they were okay. talking to me, so I was listening to them, and then I was following doing what they were you know the first thing to do. Whose ever rustling papers? Please mute your line. So, um, yeah, okay, so that's great. Anyone else on the call that has, that read the book, or even if you didn't read the book, is anyone else on the call subscribed to Meditation, Affirmation, Visualization, or, or Journaling?
2: Hey, Beth, this is Jeff Dervish. How are you?
0: Hey, Jeff, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to talk about meditation. Um, I started doing it about a year ago. It's something that I didn't do previous. Um, and uh, in the mornings, typically I start my day and I'll just put in my uh, my headphones and I go to uh, Spotify and they have a bunch of meditation kind of sounds and noises and things of that nature. And what I'll do is I'll set a timer for 10 minutes. I'll put my phone on do not disturb and I'll just listen to kind of that music. And it. Just breathing and listening to the music, you eventually get into a point where you do you know you cut you're just sitting in silence and relaxing and thinking and 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 just letting thoughts kind of flow in and out and it's been It's been great, and I really enjoy doing that in the morning, and that's been um a way that I've had success in doing it and also uh, after lunch, uh, I try and sit in silence for um five minutes, do the same thing just to kind of reset to start my afternoon to get back going again to collect my thoughts. Um, and I do that for five minutes after lunch, and um, it's uh, those are some tips that I've uh, I've been working on.
0: That's great. And how? And what is it adding to your life? Just just kind of piece of like collection of the thoughts, or getting ready for the day, or how has it changed your life since you've been doing it for a year?
2: Just kind of slowing everything down. You know, having a little bit more gratitude and empathy, and kind of just realizing what's important and things of that nature and just kind of really slowing the game down for you because we're all moving so fast and such a rapid pace with so many thoughts in our minds at at any given time that really just a collection of thoughts and a kind of reset to to proceed.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, topics that he talks about in the book, which is so true, is... um, you know, he says, discipline creates lifestyle. And I, I do believe during those six, and by the way, during those 68 days, those of you that are on my Rockstar Facebook page, I, you know, videoed every day. So every morning I would, I would say, hey, here I am. I'm about to start my miracle morning. You know, no makeup. Half, most of the time I was still in my pajamas. Um, I think that doing something... You, whoever's wrestling the papers, please put your phone on mute. So I think that the discipline is definitely something that I got out of it. Knowing that I was doing something every day, knowing that I was documenting it, I had, you know, I don't know, 60 to 70 people checking in each morning to see if that I was doing it. So that was funny. That, they were my accountability people. And I did feel like I had to do it because I committed to it, and I was being accountable to those people on that closed Facebook group. So, And I do think it's the same thing for me with working out. I don't particularly like working out, but I know, like, when I'm walking out of the working out, I feel really good. So I believe that, you know, when you do things that you don't want to do, it does create discipline. And I do believe that discipline contributes to self-confidence and to your ability to feel like you can do anything, right? So, because, you know, if I blow off a workout or, you know, when I, you know, when I stopped doing this thing every morning that I had done 68 days in a row, I do feel like there's a hole, like I should do something, you know, that would contribute positively, I just, you know, I don't know what it is yet, but I am looking for that because I do think that doing something every day that you're committed to at the same time of the day, it is, it does create a discipline and I think discipline, adding discipline to your life is extremely powerful because I think, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys uh, follow Jesse Itzler on um on Instagram, we're doing his book called Living with the SEAL in a few months. So I'm I was I listened to that book and he just finished something called the Calendar Club where he ran the same number of miles per the day of the month. So day 1 he ran 1 mile and day 29 because it was leap year, he ran 29 miles. And the discipline and and the accountability as he was doing this on Instagram was so inspiring it it was so inspiring it you know definitely made me feel like you know I'm chump changed <laughs> compared to what he's doing it it was it, so so I think discipline is just a very very powerful uh, tool in life, no matter no matter whether it's disciplining with prospecting, canvassing, uh, posting on social media. You know, whatever it is, any anybody besides meditation and journaling, you know, has a uh, a routine that is disciplined. It's something you do every day that you feel that has added to your life, and it doesn't have to be one of these six things. You no, know, I mean, I, I like my my boys and I go to mass every Sunday. And one of the things we do, we've been doing since they're little, little, is on the way to mass. We say, "What are the three things we're going to pray for?" Who, you know, who are the, what are, what or who are we going to pray for? Three things each, and then what are three things we're grateful for? So that I started that when they were little because I knew that they would lose focus on what was going on in, uh, in, in during the program or during the mass. And I wanted them to know when their, when their mind starts slipping that they can go back to, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, pray for grandma, you know, or I need to be grateful that, you know, we have food on the table, you know, or I'm grateful that we don't have tornadoes like Nashville. So things like that. And I think even though that's not a daily discipline, I think there are people that have daily gratitude journals. You know, I think gratitude is, is a, a definitely a discipline or a routine that we should all be you know, we should be grateful that we don't have the coronavirus, right? So, um, so I think that discipline and gratitude are great, you know, great things to, to have in our life. So um, anybody else? I'm going to talk about some other quotes in the book. You know, one of the quotes he says is, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So, I love that, right? So, Jeff, you just started your own company, or, or you you merged, you had your own company, and now you merged with Jim. Um, yeah. Was there some discomfort when you were deciding to do that and starting with the new thing? And
3: because
0: that's what he's saying, life starts at your level of discomfort.
2: Not not at this point with the merger, but when I first started my own company back in 2014 after leaving Bose. Um, you know, I was 25, I was 25 years old and, um, I just graduated from college and I was 21. I'd worked for Bose for four years and I kind of wanted to go off and, and start my own practice. Um, and it was, that was a, that was a really scary time for me. I I think I had $50,000 saved up and I just kind of took, took a, um, took a leap. And the way that I viewed it was, you know, that point in my life, you know, I was 25 and I, I, thought, myself i had an opportunity to kind of do this now before i had other uh, liabilities uh, later later in life and other obligations and and um figured what's the worst that could happen i can always go back into the job market i, w- I can always find another job i felt i was a valuable resource um so i kind of i took that leap of faith and it was one of the best things i'd ever done um so that that's that's a time when i was was more so out of my comfort zone than i am now but definitely
0: yeah, Lindsay, you you do things that take you out of your comfort zone. She she left
1: us, or she... I, I'm uh, unmuted. I had to unmute. I had to. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was uh, definitely do things that are out of my comfort zone. Um, I've been uh, posting a lot on social media, which is not something that I'm used to doing, and that has uh, definitely been um, something that is uh, bringing me a lot of great results. So. Just putting myself out there and being uncomfortable and being vulnerable—it can pay back. I mean, a hundred—you know—I'm developing this
0: property, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm definitely out of my comfort zone a lot when I'm dealing with, you know, development and entitlement, and you know, I'm just a leasing agent, really. I'm—you know—I do a great job leasing, but development is a whole other thing, and financing and partnerships and the cities and the permitting and the, it's just crazy. It's out of my comfort zone, but, you know, you got to push yourself and do other things so that you, you know, like he says, life starts at the, at the start. If, if you, all you did was do things you're comfortable with, you're never going to, you know, progress. Right. One of my, one of my friends early on, when I first started speaking, I said, Oh, I've got to do this keynote. at six hours. It's this workshop. And you know I'm a little nervous. And my friend said, you know, if, you know, if you don't, if, you, if you're not here, if you're not afraid, you're not growing. You know, that, that growing starts when you are afraid and you conquer your fear. So I love that. And I always remind her she said that because now, you know, I speak, you know, a lot and uh, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, another quote is um, in the book, your entire life changes the day that you decide you will no longer accept mediocrity for yourself. And it's pretty powerful. You know, that you can accomplish way more, way, way, way more than you think you ever can, that you think you ever could. You know, and that goes back to you know the 10X rule. On January 1st, I set a goal for Kara and I, that I, I call it the ten ninety goal, that we're going to sign 10 leases in 90 days. You know, mediocrity would be, you know, three leases a quarter. But I said we're going to do 10. And so we're going to have to, you know, match the effort to the goal. We can't do what we did for the last six months for the next three months, but we'll never make the goal. So we're going to have to triple down, and we've signed three leases. We have 20. Let's see, six minus 31, 27 days left, tw- or 25 days left. Uh, we have three LOIs signed and a bunch of proposals. So I'm not sure if we'll get to the. I hope we'll get to the 10. I'm still pushing for us to get to the 10. But let's say we get nine, boy, that's triple what, you know, a typical three a quarter is, right? So, you know, don't settle for mediocrity. Anyone want to speak to that? Anyone set a goal that pushed you beyond what you thought you could do? He, he goes on in the same page to say, mediocrity has nothing to do with how you compare to other people. It's simply a result of not making the commitment to continuously learn, grow, and improve yourself. So, I, you know, that's what we're doing. We're in the middle of it, uh, and the pressure is on. And But I'm, I'm very excited about where we're at. And, you know, he talks a lot about the rearview mirror and how important it is. You know, he says, one of the saddest things in life is to get to the end and look back in regret, knowing that you could have been done and had so much more. You know, that's you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, who you guys know I like a lot says, if all, if if he, you know he talks he says I talk to eighty year olds and ninety year olds all the time, and they have so much regret. He says it's heartbreaking. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. So you know is is anyone on the call? wish they would do something but is afraid to and would like our support and our accountability to hold you. Like, I, I, we had a meeting this morning, our social media group, our think tank group, and one of the guys said, I've been wanting to do a podcast for six months and I haven't done it. And I'm like, well, why haven't you done it? And he's like, well, the time, da, da, da. I'm like, you know, that's just BS. You know, just pick up your iPhone and speak into it and then, you know, put it on Anchor. It's the easiest thing to do in the world. now. If you want to have a bunch of interviews and you have to interview people, that's really hard because of the scheduling. But if you just, like what I'm doing with the Retail Leasing Playbook podcast, I'm doing a podcast on the chapters in the book. So I can just pick up my phone, push voice record, talk about two chapters, and put it out on Anchor, and I've got like three or 400 people a week listening to it. So it's super, super easy if, you know, you're, you just want to talk about topics you know, and he said, he goes, I just really want to talk like three or four minutes. And, and I was like, well, you need to just do it. You, want to, you know, we'll hold you accountable. But he didn't want to commit. So I said, well, the next time we meet in, in 90 days, because we meet quarterly, are you going to say this is one of my regrets? Again, anybody on the call want to be brave enough to throw out something that you want to do and you'd like some support? No, everyone's just rock stars today, which I love.
1: So, can you hear? uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, This is Lindsay. I want to purchase, and I have it written, typed up, hanging on my car, and my home, and my office. I want to purchase an investment single-family home in 2020 that cash flows on day one. Awesome. Yeah. Why
0: single? Why single family home?
1: Because I don't have a lot of money.
0: And you think that's the way to get, like, put put your toe in, right?
1: Exactly. I want to buy four um, little red houses on the Monopoly board, then trade them up for a hotel, just like Monopoly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We play that game in our house.
0: Mario, yeah, I stole that from that. the Cash Flow. Yeah.
1: I stole that from Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, and by 2020. So, are you looking at deals now? You got to start looking. Are you looking on the weekend?
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking at deals now, and I um, I have to get uh, a HELOC. And um, I have that working on that, and I've been going to uh, real estate meetups and analyzing deals. And uh, you know, luckily I'm licensed, so that saved me a little money at closing. But it's something. The only per- real estate I've ever purchased was my own home, so it's quite a uh, quite a scary thing. Lindsay, you can do it. I have no doubt. Have no doubt. Thank you. Support me, well, guys.
3: <laughs>
0: We will hold you accountable. We're, we're going to ask oh, you on boy. Call how many... Okay, perfect.
1: Well, that's awesome. good because I've, I've, I've only read uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People three times, so I'll be on that oh, call yeah. too.
0: Yeah, see, so you don't have to even read it. Nope. I, I thought we would go old school for a change. Yeah, that's old school. Reading. That's the old yeah. school. Right, we're always reading the latest and the greatest. So that was a book that my dad had... Probably, I don't know, eighty dog ears on, um, you know, the the pages of the book that he just read and reread. And this is before audio, so uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'll be think I'll be channeling channeling my dad during that call. And a lot of people, I think, have already read the book, so I'm saving them some time. Yes. So, um. Another, uh, they talk about, he talks about habits a lot, obviously, because, you know, doing the saver system is habits. Creating, considering that our habits create our life, there is arguably no single skill that is more important for you to learn and master than controlling your habits. You must identify, implement, and maintain the habits necessary for creating the results that you want in your life, while learning how to let go of any negative habits which are holding you back from achieving your true potential. So as much as I love that, I don't want to give up my habit of Netflix, <laughs> but that is probably a negative habit, so I try, what I'm trying to do is do a little less of that. Uh, you know, and, and substituting it with more... I'll, I'll tell you, that was one of the positives of, do, of doing the Miracle Morning when I was getting up at 5 o'clock. I was absolutely falling asleep at 9 or 9.30 instead of my usual 11 o'clock bedtime. So I definitely was watching significantly less TV or Netflix. than, And, and certainly, that is way more productive right, whether or not I was getting anything out of the, the, the meditation, the affirmations, the visualizations, the reading and the writing, I certainly, I was substituting an hour of TV in the nighttime for sleep for positivity in the morning. So 100%, that, that was productive. But I, I really liked my TV. Bad habit, though. Bad habit. Are you guys there? Hello? I'm here. Says, okay, good. Someone had just tried to call in and I wanted to make sure I didn't lose you. Um, they also he, He's also a huge believer of um, the whole surround yourself with people in your life, right? Always seek people who add value to your life and bring out the best in you. And of course, be that person for others. Uh, You know, someone else has a quote, you know, the six people that you surround yourself with is, you know, you are the sum of those people. And I think it's important to always look around and see who are the six people around me and are the, and, and how they are. Are they positive? Are they negative? Do they support me? Do they bring me up? Do they bring me down? you know, very important to kind of audit that and you know you may have a negative person in your life that's a family member that you, you're certainly not going to get rid of the family member but I do think that you know I have a girlfriend who's in real estate Deb Kolsky and she always said, she has a saying that I love she goes I don't need to be part of their story <laughs> I'm not in their story their story is their story and I'm in my story so don't be don't put me in your story so I think that's hilarious And I love it because sometimes you get caught up in other people's stories about you, right? So I think it's important a lot of times to audit and say, who am I? And then if you feel like, okay, I don't have someone that's a motivating factor in my life. I need to, like, you know, I watch Gary Vaynerchuk, you guys know, Grant Cardone. Uh, You know, I I love Jesse Itzler. He's my new it, it guy. Uh, it, it's very motivating for me when I'm driving around and listening to these guys, whether on podcasts or, you know, I, I like the educational piece of listening to the book, but I also like the motivating piece. I mean, if you watch Jesse's Instagram for the last, you know, the 29 days in February, I, you know, I have never been a runner. I have no desire to be a runner. And I'm telling you, he, he's got me thinking about running. Which is just, you know, crazy to me. So, um, so, so think about that. Uh, Cal Elrod, our author, also says one of the things, and you know what uh, Jeff was saying. He says silence is one of the best ways to immediately reduce stress, while increasing your self-awareness and gaining the clarity that will allow you to maintain your focus on your goals, priorities, and what's important for your life each and every day. Silence is one of the best ways to immediately reduce stress while increasing your self-awareness and gaining the clarity that will allow you to maintain your focus. Uh, so I think that for, so, for some of us that are kind of all over the place, um, you know, the, it's just for me, I like to review my goals, you know, like Damon John and Grant Cardone, both of them, they espouse to every morning reading your goals and every night reading your goals. And one of my coaching clients sent me the Michael Hyatt um, full focus planner, and which I love about that because I'm a big writer. I like to write things down in notebooks versus, you know, like my goals and stuff versus putting it online. And I carry it around with me. And what's so great about the Michael Hyatt Full Focus Planner is you put your annual goals in the beginning of the book and then it has goal details and, you, and it, it lists like your key motivators, your next steps, blah, blah, blah. And then every week there's a part in the planner of where you look back and say, did I do the things I needed to do to reach the, and, and to reach the goals? And it's constantly bringing you back to your daily activities and connecting you to your goals. And it is the book is only meant to be a quarterly book, so it's a 90-day book. And I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, I started it this year, January first. I got it for Christmas, and um, it's it's I've been really enjoying it because it it has you. It reminds you, at least every week. Okay. Let me go back and look at my goals for 90 days. And, you know, and I think this has helped with our 10-90. You know, the 10 leases in 90 days because I'm every week I'm looking, how did we do? How many showings did we get? How many proposals do we have out? Did we get any LOI signed this week? I, and, you know, there, there's that, the famous uh, quote, what doesn't get measured doesn't get improved or positively, what does get measured gets improved. And I think that's so true. If you are constantly looking at your goals constantly saying okay i want to do the 1090 what do i need to do the 1090 i need to get so many showings per week Well, i have i'm I'm short on my showings what should i do i should prospect more you know constantly staying focused you you know what you focus on you will improve so i love i love that planner and if lash if you're on the phone call or if you hear this in the recording thank you so much for getting me the book i love it uh and then he talks it 's talking still about the people around you he says it 's often said that misery loves company, but so does mediocrity don 't let the fears, insecurities, and living beliefs of others limit what 's possible for you. Um, you know I have a lot of friends who have who like to have goals, but they don't have people around them that push them. you know Josie had a goal i don 't know two or three years ago that she wanted to buy an RV. I thought personally, I, I say to her every day, who's going to change the poop thing? Like I just, you know, don't buy the RV. Why do you want to buy the RV? I'm talking about you. She's looking at me in a glass window Oh, of the RV. And so she had a goal and every. Vacation, they would rent an RV and go driving around, you know, the Grand Canyon or the Northeast, you know, Poconos or whatever. And every year and every quarter, you know, she had a goal and she needed to save a certain amount of money. And they would always go to these RV shows and look at RVs. And she had, you know, the comp we our small team. We have a team of six. We all we did vision boards, and in the right in the middle of her vision board is the RV and 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 as much as I was teasing her about the poop thing, I was all about it. You know, what can I do to help you get the RV? I want you to get. I want you to get the RV. You know, let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's try. You know, how can I help you get the RV? I was pushing her, and I think there were people in her life that were not. That's kind of thought the idea. I mean, I thought the idea was silly as a joke because of the poop thing. But I really wanted her. You know, she. It was clear every vacation they did the RV thing. You know, this is this is going to be the future of her life. She wants to retire and travel the country in an RV. So about three weeks ago, I'm very excited to announce that she, they bought the RV. And she's, the hap, you know, she's so happy. And they're, she's going to take it on her first trip in a couple of weeks. And they're going to do a month this summer in the RV. And so it's so important that you have people around you. You know, when I said I'm going to write a book, you know, a lot of people – said, what are you going to write a book for? You know, you, you don't make any money writing books. And I'm like, well, it's not about write, you know, writing money. In fact, I was just at an event Tuesday night where I moderated a panel and a very, a, you know, a, a friend of mine in the industry who's very, very successful, you know, came up to me and said, um, what's the deal? Like, are you a teacher now or you know, are you doing deals? You know, it definitely was kind of a jab. And, you know, you just don't need people in your life that are not going to be supportive and that aren't going to promote you, you know, and and support you and encourage you. And when you have those people around you that don't do that, you need to look for some others, even if they're online, right? Even if they're online people, you know, because maybe you don't, maybe there isn't someone in your Fear of in your community, then look for motivation elsewhere. You know, we went to my sister and I, and my, one of my good friends went to the Oprah event down here in South Florida back in January. It was phenomenal. She, we did a meditation. Literally, she had, it was the BB&T Center. There were twenty thousand people there, and they did. I don't know. It was like a five minute meditation where no one in that of those twenty thousand people, you could have heard a pin drop. But she talked about, you know, weight loss and meditation and moving your body and setting goals and being positive and, you know, to, we should all have those kind of events in our lives and people that we can follow and help us, you know, stay motivated. I'm going to stop for a second if anyone wants to jump in. The, another one of his quotes is, Your first thought in the morning is usually the last thought you had before you went to bed. How about that? So I like to do my, I I always do my three, I I try to every night at 11 o'clock before I turn off my light. I put in my outlook calendar the three important things I want to get done the next day. Not the urgent things because I know I'll get the urgent things done, but the three important things, and I put them in my calendar so that when I wake up the next morning at eight o'clock, there are the three things that call my attention to it. So I don't want to wait till I get in my office, because usually if I'm taking Mario to the bus and then going to work out or you know driving the properties, I can do a lot. A lot of times, what we do as leasing agents is you know like I like I had to call Bells today. I'm trying to do a deal with Bells. So I knew I had to call the broker for Bells and that was an important thing and I could have easily forgotten to do it. So I like to do that. So that kind of goes with what he says. The last I wake up thinking, okay, these are the three important things I need to do today. I need to make sure that they, I fit them in my schedule and get them done. Anybody other than Jeff and Lindsay want to jump in, even if you have not read the book on any of the topics we're talking about, or any other questions. We've got about seven minutes left, and I will. would love to hear from any of you. They, he talks about being responsible. The moment you take 100% responsibility for everything in your life is the same moment You claim your power to change anything in your life. However, the crucial distinction is to realize that taking responsibility is not the same thing as accepting blame, while blame determines who is at fault for something. Responsibility determines who is committed to improving a situation. It rarely matters who's at fault. All that matters is that you are committed to improving your situation. So, you know, a year and a half ago, I could not lease one of my properties. It had been a whole year. We hadn't signed a lease. And I realized that even though it was 100% my responsibility to lease it, I I realized that I needed to hold myself accountable and it wasn't happening and I needed to, to, to claimed the power to change it, which meant I outsourced the leasing. You know, the leasing queen outsources the leasing on one of her properties. You know, how does that look? So, I had to put my ego in my pocket and say, it's not happening, it's not working, and I need to bring someone in who might have a different viewpoint. And um, I hired Mike Mogerman. He did one deal very quickly, about a month in. That tenant, which signed over a year ago, still not open, crazy. And, um, and then a whole year goes by with nothing. So we brainstormed, we had a brainstorm meeting about a month ago, and I, we just were brainstorming, 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 and I came up with, what if we did, you know, I just, I just need traffic, because I think it's, it's momentum building. And, you know, that the Indian restaurant's not open yet, we just, it's looking like, it's just, they might not be open for another three months. What, what can we do to fill traffic? We tried to do a couple temp deals. They didn't really drive the traffic. I said, what if I just gave free rent until 2021? And, and you know, the, and Mike's looking at me like, really? I'm like, well, think about it. Let's say it takes a few weeks to get a lease signed, 30 days to do plans, months to get a permit, two months to do work. It's October already. It's like, yeah, I go, but don't you think that would we'll garner some interesting attention? So we did that. We started. I started going back to the 400 people I Facebooked between December and January. I went back and started saying free rent 2021. Our showings picked up. We signed a lease in seven days with a kitchen design store, which I wanted a kitchen design use there because I have a lighting store there. And right now we're working on three different proposals, none of which, none of which, I uh, oh, Actually, he just showed space today. So the, the person he showed space to today it knows about the free rent. The other three are nationals and don't know about it. And obviously, we're not offering it. So it's just crucial taking accountability and responsibility yeah. and claiming the power to change <coughs> something in your life that's not working. So, Okay. Uh, And he does, he, he also says about reading, which, you know, that's certainly one of my passions. Reading is to the mind, what exercise is to the body, and prayer is to the soul. We become the books we read. So I love that. Reading is to the mind, what exercise is to the body, and prayer is to the soul. I know so many people that are addicted to exercise and don't read. So many. And I I would just love for them to just listen to this podcast, this book club. You know, you don't have to read, right? Just come on the book club and listen to us talk about the book. And the real purpose of every goal you set is to become the type of person who can consistently set and achieve significant goals. And then the last quote before we talk, give some announcements. Don't place unnecessary limitations on what you want for your life. Think bigger than you've ever allowed yourself to think up to this point. Get clear on what you truly want. Condition yourself to the belief that it's possible by focusing on and affirming it every day. And then consistently move in the direction of your vision until it becomes your reality. There is nothing to fear because you cannot fail. Only learn, grow, and become better than you've ever been before. So if you haven't read the book, and this sounds, it's very easy. It's a very quick and easy read. Uh, And I listened to the audio and read it. And then I listened to the Miracle Equation audio. So I do recommend it, especially if, those are six areas that you would like to improve in your life and, and improve discipline. So, so go ahead and read that. And then just some announcements before we close out, which I always like to close out at 1220. Our next book club, as Lindsay said, is, the selection is Win, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, Going Old School. It's on April 17th. Um, some other announcements. On April first, we're opening up the class, our online class. Uh, we had our first class this uh, the last couple of months. Lindsay, you're you're a student in the class. Do you want to share anything
1: about the class? If yes, yes, on. I actually yes, I'm here, I'm here. So I uh, finished the class. Uh, it was really great because the very first assignment was to do a market study. And while I have read um, all the best books in the past about doing a market study, I kind of just halfway did it and wasn't really finishing it and and once I was doing the course I had the obligation and the, I had that accountability I had to do to finish the market study. and it was just amazing the response I got from it. And um, all the opportunities that open up to me to the point where now I'm ready to uh, start my next one this weekend. So be ready for that Margate Market Study, everybody.
0: Woohoo! Awesome. So, yeah, so April 1st, we're opening the class up again. Uh, There's uh, at April Academy, you can sign up to get the announcement. On April 2nd, I'm sure I'll see many of you at Retail Live. I think that's going to blow up because there is rumors that Vegas will be getting canceled. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this coronavirus. But Shock Chalk got canceled. Uh, ICSC just canceled Monterey. Um, there, you know, there's rumors that it might, you know, that the national retailers are suspending all business travel for the near future. So if the retailers don't go to Vegas, you know, many many other people, companies are not going to go. So. Uh, April 2nd in Orlando, uh, Retail Live, as Stacey told me, she has over 60 retailers signed up. And she said in the last week, 15 more have signed up. So I think uh, for us in Florida or in the Southeast, that could be our Vegas for the year. And then on April 16th is uh, my my Rockstar to Superstar Workshop, which is an all-day workshop where we do um, the the classroom for four hours and then we hit the hit the streets canvassing in the afternoon. So thanks so much for being on the call and I'll see you next month, April seventeenth, for How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Carnegie, thanks you guys.